it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Our time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. I can call you my baby girl. You can call me your baby boy. And maybe we can spend some time. And I can be your sunshine. That's really good. <laughs> really, really good. I had a feeling that I was going to be the one today. <laughs> and just before you ask, Lil Flip. Did you look it up? No, I didn't need to. Lil Flip. And he did, this was the one that he did with that, um, you know, the, the black girl from Pussycat Dolls, Melody. Was it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on it. She's the one that sings the verse and then obviously he's doing the rapping. Hmm. Melody... I thought it was someone else. No, it's Melody... Um, I think her name is Melody Thornton. She was in the Pussycat Dolls. Because the song would have come out, like, what? 2005? Yeah. Um, It looks like her, but it's not... I don't think it's her. Yeah, it's a girl called Alea. Let me see. When did they come out? It came out... Um. 2004. Oh, so she must have re-recorded it. <laughs> what? <laughs> she must have How done something with it. you just make up things? Let me see what she looks like. She looks like... like you Melody. Can, yeah, she looks like Melody. Where's the picture? She looks like Melody, but that's not Melody. Oh, come on. Might as well be. Wow. Plus, they got similar voices. I t- can... I can't remember Melody's voice. Melody's kind of... It's kind of... It's quite... Not screechy, but she's she's soprano. Definitely soprano. I just remember her from um, Loosen Up My Buttons. Was that when she was trying to do bits? The, from the video? Yeah. Yeah, but you remember there was... there was They were talking about that video because she broke her ankle and she couldn't do all the moves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This says here, vocals by an American singer called Leah. Oh. Yeah, and so actually, you, this, this is the problem because before... you're rubbing off on me because last week I said <laughs> um, E17 when I meant to say take that and I was just... I listened back and I was what just like... What song was that for? Um, Relight my fire. Oh, gosh. That, it could have been either or for to be honest. But... <laughs> Did someone did someone notice that? Or did you or you? No, listen I back and heard? I, yeah, I heard it and oh. I was just like, what the, what what were you just saying, Kalechi? What were you just saying? No, just go with the vibes. Always I, I go with cannot the vibes. just go with the vibes. You can't just survive on life with vibes. Well, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it's what I've been doing. Anyway, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM. Thank you for joining us. It is I, Kalechi, Kalechai, Kalechai. Sadiq. Yes. Um yeah, we're just here. SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Mm-hmm. Ah, to, well, this week feels kind of like mm, it's slow. Slow, yeah, slow news week. Like, there's not much that I really want to delve into. Are we in the second week of lockdown now? The, this is the second week, right? Yeah. Okay, so two, three more weeks to go. Almost there. Um, okay, if you, that's what you... Because you think it's going to be extended. I personally, just based off the news that I'm hearing now, I don't think it will be extended. And do you know what? If it is, I'll just, I'll break into the gym. I've said it. <laughs> I've actually said it. I'll break into the you, you heard about that guy who got fined, um, the gym owner, what got fined £67,000. What? For not, yeah, for not closing. But at the end of the day, I understand where he's coming from. I do. Fam, fitness is life. Fitness is fitness first. Gym is yes. life. 
can't believe I actually could not believe that. I'm I'm thinking about all the people that have gotten um fines. How are they gonna How are they gonna pay? Are we gonna see people go to prison next year for not paying their fines? And it might just be. It might just be because my whole. I'm just shuffling. By the way, if you hear all the shuffle, shuffle, I'm just shuffling um the cards for this week because I feel like because of how um eerily accurate last week's episode was in terms of the um tarot readings. Mm-hmm. People proper thought that, like, I was sending for them. Yeah, I saw a lot of reactions. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, Kalechi, are you, were you reading the book of my life? Right. So <laughs> I just said, no, like, if that's the case, then I'll just shuffle the ting live. I'll just shuffle the ting live. And um, the question I feel like I have for this week, for spirit, is just, like, what should we... What is... um subconscious what is unconscious that needs to be made conscious for this week you know whenever you're listening to this because it's timeless you know some of you are listening to episodes um or some people are listening to episodes like from years back and they're like oh this is still so relevant to me because the message will find you when you need it most yeah the message will find you so just trust and believe it believe it why am i trying to squeeze this into the wrong deck deck. but you know that's a message that is a Mm -hmm. message in and of itself so trying to squeeze yourself into places that weren't constructed for you like if you're larger than them like accept it like your spirit is way too big to be be um squashed into tiny tiny places period period and that's on period Period. (laughs) that, that should be upright i love this deck i'm using the crystal banner kaleidodope deck this week um, and it's like Beyonce's on it. What was your favourite? Was it that one or another one was your favourite? The Seuss? The Lisa Stone Modern yeah, Witch Tarot deck. Lisa. Yeah, and I've got a new deck of cards. I've got quite a, um, a few new decks of cards, actually. I've got... Um, I've got this deck called Wisdom of the Oracle Divination Cards by Colette Baron-Reed. Um, I've got that. And then I also... The same person made another deck that I've got called um, Postcards from Spirit. And they're like postcard uh, letters from Spirit. And they're really, really beautiful. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. And then I bought myself the the traditional Rider Waite tarot deck, but in black and gold. It looks sick. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to be playing with those um, going forward. So, yeah, the question... For a spirit this week, really, the intention, um, you know, in terms of the message that we want is what is unconscious that needs to be made conscious for this week? Like, what are we meant to be aware of that possibly we're not paying much attention to? And the first card that came out is from the um, wisdom of the Oracle deck. Number five. Number five is orphaned. It says here... The essential message is a sense of loss, an identity crisis, recognising that you don't fit in. Oh, look at that. Um, The need to belong, uncertainty about your place. The Oracle's message. We are all meant, we were all meant to have connections with other people within our family, society and larger culture. No man is an island. And it's important to recognise that being a part of rather than separate from is essential to your well-being. The issue at hand is that you need to find where you fit. Be true to your core truths and values. Perhaps you no longer identify with a group or community the way you did before and need to find a new situation. You might be feeling a deep sense of loss or confusion. Address the need for 
for belonging and know that you will find your place with others of like mind and spirit. It's okay to let go of pressure to fit in. Not everyone will understand you. It's time to move on. Isn't that funny though? Because that came up when I was trying to put the cards in the wrong box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you said that that's a message. Right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that's just the first part of the message. But this is why I'm saying like spirit is so strong and I've been on my prayers and I've been on my like um, spiritual cleansing baths and just trying to shed myself of energy that isn't mine. I'm kind of the kind of person that absorbs a lot of other people's energy and I'll be feeling down and I'll be like, what am I down about? Because I don't really have anything that I'm going through. And then I clock how long I've spent on freaking Twitter or Insta or like um messages from you know friends and family and stuff and i'm just like oh that's why because i'm giving off giving of my energy to other people and uh, and feeling depleted from it or absorbing their energy without realizing that i need to transmute it so what i like to do when i realize those things is i find a hard surface like a wall um like a concrete wall and I slap it like I slap the energy into the wall to get it out of my system um sounds really odd but it works for me um so yeah the next uh card then is from the crystal banner deck the kaleidodope tarot deck and the first card that comes out is empress um the number three on the card and it's drawn as Beyonce when she did it. I think it was that VMA performance where she had like the crown and everything. She was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, When she was pregnant. And that is the um, true essence of the Empress card. The, um, the idea of fertility, the, I always think about like the incubation period, but you know, just that space of, of, um, giving time for something to grow, to germinate, um, to come into being and the patience that that takes and understanding that sometimes your energy is way too um i don't want to say dominant but too large for certain spaces and for certain people and if you you might not recognize yourself as the divine being that you are but sometimes other people most times in fact other people see your light they recognize your light and then you find that that's sometimes why you're shunned or ostracized in certain um, groups of people. Notice like sometimes, you know, you start working somewhere, yeah? You're working at this company and everyone, when you're the new person, oh, everybody loves you because they're like, oh yeah, let's teach you the ropes. Let's get you accustomed to everything. Then you get way too accustomed. Then you start bodying all the stats. You start meeting all the targets. You start surpassing even what, you know, your your management could do themselves your line managers your body whatever they were doing before then suddenly oh suddenly everyone wants to scrutinize your work suddenly everyone's got something to say about oh has this been done oh no don't mean nothing by it. i just wanted to check have you have you um did you you know it's all about crossing the t's and dotting the i's <laughs> you now want to cross my t's and dot my eyes if you don't go and dot the eye of your mother's pussy you prick <laughs> but you <know, laughs> but suddenly there's this hyper scrutiny on what you do and how you do it because now everyone's intimidated Mm. and rather than internalizing that and being like wait am i not doing my job right am i is is there something i should be aware of or feeling that sense of oh i felt this before i felt this before when i was at school when you know people would call me an overachiever and 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 make me feel some type of way so i would try to dim my light not try to show all of the work that i'm doing to make everybody else feel comfortable so you start regressing and start trying to go back to ways of making other people feel comfortable around your excellence fuck that 
fuck that it's that is that is their hill to die on that is their problem because if every time somebody is intimidated by your greatness you take down your greatness by 10 notches where how will you get to where you're going how will you ever get to where you're going if you're worried about how other people feel about you being great fam step your pussy up step your rascal pussy up that's for you to do when i see someone doing something amazing i've trained myself i have trained myself to be like you know what that is a boss move what does it inspire within me what do i want to do with that energy that i now feel within myself that oh what can i you know now I, let me put this energy to what the things that i want to do because i'm so happy for them any of you will notice if you've paid attention to my social media or you see me in the comment sections of like people who I follow, sometimes even people I don't follow, I'm usually there just celebrating the thing. You will never catch me being on social media or especially like things like Instagram, going into people's comments and just chatting shit. You know, I don't do that unless unless I've come to cuss you for a specific reason, but it's usually someone moving extremely mad and racist. But even then I don't really bother myself. Um, but generally I'm always in people's comment sections celebrating them to the point of just hilarity because I want you to smile when you see that comment I want you to know that you are seen and you are loved like that is all I'm that's the energy I'm trying to put out there I don't understand like shady messages or like double mean like it's just very very weird and odd to me and this is the empress energy that we're seeing like it's time for you to like step into your empress power and that's not just um you know talking to people who identify as woman we're talking about just the divine feminine energy the divine feminine energy of you know that of that creating creating and and being able to look over things and sustain what you have created the next card that comes out is the two of coins in reverse but that's just supporting that message that you can't be indecisive about oh you know what this person just doesn't feel comfortable around me I'm not intimidating. You are intimidated. Mm. There is a difference. Mm. You go and deal with that. You go and sort out whatever it is within you that does not want me to um, to shine. You know, I, I've just got to be me. GC, KC forever. Um, and then the Knight of Wands in reverse because it is that energy of just trying to not show that you are about this, like you're about this life. You know, I've done it numerous times where I'll be in a situation and especially I feel like especially when I'm around white people and um I found it when I was doing like the whole publishing circuit thing and you know talking to people about this book and talking to people about anger and really having to find a way to coddle them without overly coddling them to get the message across about what I'm speaking about like just that you know the way that you have to be tentative when you're dealing with certain people because you know that if their feelings become hurt in this conversation everything that you're trying to accomplish just goes down the drain you know, and I feel like there are certain people who feel like they've really, oh, I've blocked her blessings. I've, I've stood in her way because she was getting too big for her boots. That's definitely the energy that I get when I'm on social media sometimes. Like people definitely feel like, oh, I'm getting too big for my boots or they have to humble me. And I love the tweet that you put out the other day that anybody who tries to humble me mm -hmm. should fall down and die. Instantly. Instantly. Because you are fucking mad. Humble mm -hmm. who? And the devil sent you, that's why. Right. Yeah. Imagine. It's such God. a devilish thing to think. Oh, they need to. And it's always that humbling. You always want to send towards women's direction and mostly towards black women. Oh, she needs to be humbled. And so many of you have tried and so many of you have failed. 
go and check with anybody who has tried to quote unquote humble me and check where their life is currently check just go and check where their life is currently because it's not me when you try you imagine the, the the creative force the power the divine source that like emanates through me you are trying to humble so forget the fact that you're trying to humble me you're trying to humble god how do you think that that's going to go down god said i always say to you man god said touch not my anointed and then you want to touch mina fear intimidation uh <laughs> <laughs> how you go from talking about god amazing that's right you're the only person that can pull it off <laughs> touch a button now touch it <laughs> But no, honestly, like it's you've got to walk in that energy, like of being divinely protected, and be happy in the the space that you exist with, you know, within, um, because you are so gifted, you are so blessed, to try to diminish all of those things within yourself because other people are unhappy about it it's a waste of time you always have to remember that unhappy people do unhappy things so when i see people moving mad or even trying to come at me mad online or in real life i have to remind myself like you'd only be doing this because things in your life are wogga wogga and 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 you're trying to project that onto somebody else you don't know half the things that i've got going on in my life but i refuse to let the things that are going on in my life i refuse to project that onto you man um because i don't have the um, ability to deal with it i know that i'm capable and of dealing with my own things so i just deal with it and don't push it onto other people and make other people unhappy in fact it's when i'm feeling my lowest that i usually jump into the comments and start bigging up people as much as possible because i just want to put more energy out there more great vibes out there because we need more of it clearly because everything feels a bit weird from the spiritual seasoning from the uh for the soul affirmation card deck um, you've got the your happiness should not depend on things that haven't happened yet mm. and that is a drag for me because uh, so you know like you see so many things happening around you people achieving so many things like i'm an aries rising right and my aries rising friends it seems like so many great things are happening for them and i'm like but we're aries rising together so like all of these things are happening for you meanwhile i'm getting to like the last leg of certain things and then being rejected but that great then i had to check myself and i was just like but remember that greatness looks different for everybody like literally remember that greatness looks different for everybody and i mentioned it last week about certain people the greatness is that you've been given the seeds for other people this greatness is that you've been given the fruit know where you are in that cycle so just because you see someone eating the fruit, you weren't there when they were planting the seeds. And you that has the seeds and you're seeing someone like eating the fruit and you're like, oh, where is my fruit coming from? Where, have you planted the seeds that you've been given? Have you watered them? Have you tended to them? Because patience, patience is part of this. Patience is part of this journey. And when I tell you that I'm a very impatient person, oh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning and I sit there and I'm like, oh, you know, when I get this, when Mercedes finally giving me my fucking G-Wagon, I'll be happy. <laughs> or, you know, when I've, I'm finally able to get this house or when I'm able to do this or, you know, when, you know, I star in this movie, then, then, then. But it's a disrespect to the now to say that you're only going to be happy when the then takes place, you know, when the, when the future takes place. There is no future, there is no past. There is only a series of nows. Mm. 
And so if you're not enjoying the now and you're not grateful for the now that you exist within and you're not making the most of the now that you exist within, how the fuck can you be talking about the, the, the future? Because the future can only take place with what you are doing in the now. And so show... And when we talk about happiness, it's not necessarily like, <laughs> like this wild sort of manic sort of a glee. No, I feel like it's more of a contentedness. It's a contentment and acceptance of the present moment because it's through that, that you can actually be like, okay, now I know where I want to be next. I know where I want to kind of direct my energy to next. So you can't pin your happiness on things that happen, haven't happened. Like, oh, I'm going to be happy when someone finally proposes to me, or I'm going to be happy when, because usually whatever we say, I'm going to be happy when it's an external thing that needs to take place before we um, say that we're going to feel that happiness, but you can't control external factors. So making it um, the kind of, I guess the fulcrum of when, where your happiness will be will mean that you never really shift anywhere. You never really end up moving anywhere. So yeah, I guess that's the message for this week. It's a serious message. I love that um, spiritual seasoning for the soul deck. Yeah. I love that one. My favourite one. What, being... Of all time. Wow. Of all the cards? Of all the cards, yeah. Wow. Definitely. Because I guess other pe- people are talking about, oh, you know, lockdown, lockdown, they'll be happy when it's over and they can do things again. But you're waiting. No, sure. I think it's for me, it's more, it hits harder for because I just feel like a lot of the time I'm not in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not present. So I feel like that that's a, it's a good message. Like just live in the moment and just be happy for now because you can't control you know, whatever's going to happen later. So definitely. But you've done so many amazing things. Like when you travel, you do like the most amazing things. So you're know, not present never, in it. I, I never really feel like I'm in it. I always feel like, it sounds silly, but I always feel like, oh gosh, okay, I need to do this thing that I don't really kind of want to do so I can take a picture. Wow. Yeah, I know yeah, it sounds yeah, crazy. Yeah, like yeah, it's, uh, there was it's this, real. yeah, there's been a few times where before we've gone on a helicopter and I thought, I don't really want to go on this helicopter trip. <laughs> I really don't want to get yeah. this small ass helicopter. But I thought, do you know what? We've paid for it now. Let me just go ahead and do it. Do you get I me? Mean? So whilst I'm on that helicopter ride, I'm not I'm not really in the moment. I'm just like, okay, can this be over? Can this be over? Mm. I have so many can this be over moments. Wow. So many can this be over moments. And it, I think it shocks some people because it seems like I'm enjoying it. Mm. But a lot of the time I'm not really. I'm just like, I really want this to be over like wow. right now. So yeah, I think I'm just going to try and work on being in the moment yeah and enjoy myself yeah i find that like with birthdays and stuff as well mm. like while you're in it sometimes you're just like oh can you just okay can we be done now because i don't know how many people i've got to respond to and say thank you thank mm-hmm, you thank mm-hmm, you because mm-hmm. i can just be over and so i could just post my picture and go thank you so much but not really like really being present in that space of this people want to celebrate you yeah like it's my birthday your birthday's a big deal yeah you know, I'm glad you brought that example up because your birthday is a big deal. It's the only day you get. Yeah. So, yeah, being present is definitely important. But, I mean, you moved your birthday this year. I did. I guess you know why now. I did I did, I did move my birthday this year because I just kind of felt like, even when I moved it, I wasn't, I wasn't present. I felt like what I was dealing with around my actual birthday, birthday yeah. just in my head and everything else was just I just didn't feel like I was it was worth celebrating 25 but looking back on it now Jesus Christ Sadiq you're so dramatic (laughs) I'm telling you I am so dramatic I'm one of those people yeah that 
at the time, I feel really strongly. Yes. And then I look back on it now and I'm like, oh gosh, indeed, that was a bit much. I feel like I'm similar in that way. Like in that moment, I am, my conviction is strong. Yes. Like I have every reason to feel this way. Yes. No one can tell me any different. Then I look back and I'm like, well, yeah. that was a performance and a half. Definitely. I, I think for me, what's, what's different is that I keep doing it. So I will, <laughs> I will have that moment where I'm really riled up and then I look back on it and I'm like, oh, gosh, that was not me. And I'll do it again. Yeah. So it's it's definitely something to work on. Yeah. Well, that's the tarot. I hope, uh, you know, it resonates with you lot um, and patrons uh, that are on the Supremes tier. Thank you for sending your questions through. I'll get your one-to-one readings to you uh, very shortly. I know a couple of you have already received yours, so I'll do a few more and just pace myself because doing readings is so draining. Like when I did the uh, 12 readings last week uh, for that episode, oh, I was out. I was fully over it. So, yeah um yeah uh you'll get your readings and if you want to join patreon uh, patreon it's patreon.com forward slash kalechi okafor and you can join or um and get the weekly pick a pile readings that i do in like as a video or you can join the other tier where you get one-to-one readings so it's up to you anyway that's that let's um take a quick break so i can pick up this week's uh show sponsor who are stitch fix two slaps on your chest stitch fix the people at stitch fix yes so wouldn't you love if every clothing store you shopped at already understood your loves hates and total no-go zones well there's a company focused on making that happen because you know every once in a while you just want you know a cute look and you want someone to help you with it so you can get help from someone who gets what you're going for without ever leaving your house uh, with a stitch fix styling expert in the world of clothes shopping there are no consistent sizes i definitely know that i'll go and try on jeans somewhere and it won't go past my ankle and i'll go and try on the same size elsewhere and i'm just living you know living free living cute so why should you have to try to guess if a medium is truly really really your type of medium or constantly having to return clothes purchased online to find something that fits perfectly stitch fix is an online personal styling company that brings you the world of fashion and style it's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love that's all about you every single time to get started go to stitchfix.co.uk straws to set up your profile and your personal stylist will send you fresh looks personalized just for you in your colors styles and budget you pay a 10 pound styling fee for each fix which is credited towards anything you keep schedule at any time there's no subscription required plus shipping returns and exchanges are easy and free stitch fix does the hard work for you so you don't have to do all of that higgy hagar making great style effortless for women and men so get started today at stitchfix.co.uk slash straws. Make sure to use the show name to support the podcast. That's stitchfix.co.uk slash straws. And go and get your life. Yeah, okay, let's get to share your magnificence. So the first letter for this week's um, Share Your Magnificence uh, says here... Dear Kalechi, thank you for taking time to read this. Big ups to Kimberly from For Harriet for introducing me to your work. I know you don't play with uh, my lot. I'm a white person. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What name have you built for yourself? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I 
after that love but um i want to thank you for sharing your power with me anyway and for allowing me to listen to your podcast in the full presence of your greatness i wish i could quickly and succinctly describe how transformative this podcast has been for my life but i'll save that for another letter before I move on, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Eric Daniels. Feel free to read my name aloud as I would like to introduce myself to the people listening as well. This week, I would like to share the magnificence of my best friend, Aurelius. Um, Aurelius works as a therapist in a local housing community and is one of the most wonderful people I have ever met. Aurelius grew up in a poverty-stricken neighbourhood in Chicago. I don't know how much else, uh, I don't know much else about his experiences growing up, but I do know that the love he received from the women in his life helped him transmute his suffering into a vast ocean of compassion empathy and understanding that he shares openly with the people around him being with him makes hours feel like seconds it's an immense privilege to be his friend i want everyone to experience as much joy in their relationships as i experienced in my relationship with aurelius he is truly the babiest of boys i would also like to share the magnificence of everyone who writes into this podcast you have all inspired me to build up the courage to write into thank you very much eric Aww. two slaps on your chest eric that and funny intro <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, I've always got time for seasoned white people. I've always got time. And you strike me as one of them. I can just taste the paprika from reading this message. So well done. Um, And Aurelius, two slaps on your chest for doing the work that you do. Because, um, you know, it's so important to have um, somebody who supports the mental health of people who are... um, uh, in different types of um, soci- uh, socioeconomic backgrounds and experiences. And, you know, I always find it funny that we live in a society that can't... Pro- like, first of all, we live in a society that would even allow for people for poverty to be a thing, right? But most especially, like, now that this poverty is a thing, there is no support in terms of mental health for people to be able to navigate the experiences that they have. But obviously, a, com- um, a society that would allow for po- poverty clearly doesn't care about people, doesn't care about um poor people um so you know of course they're not going to provide things to um help with their mental health so thank you for the work that you're doing and for being the babiest of boys you are truly appreciated it reminded me his intro reminded me of that of of a comment someone made on twitter you know when kiki palmer revealed that she was dating a white guy she's dating a white guy (laughs) (laughs) the last thing i get you (laughs) real Your reaction is gold. Sorry to that man. Sorry. <laughs> she is, I guess, in in dating talks with a white man. Mm-hmm. She's happy, so that's 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 most important. Yeah. Someone comments, if two plus two is four and five plus five is ten, I'm sorry, is that a white man? <laughs> <laughs> I was literally... No, that was the best comment ever. Until I thought to myself, you lot are dickheads, honestly. <laughs> Leave people alone. <laughs> Funny. Oh my god! <laughs> that was genuinely hilarious. The people are so creative. I swear to you. Like, oh, I would. I wasn't expecting that. No, but it's the way he declared his whiteness. Like it's a like. Just so you know, I am a white person. I am, I am a white. I respect that. I am a white. <laughs> I am a white. <laughs> I know you don't fuck with my people, them, but I am a white. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate it, man. And like to me, honestly. Any white person who can listen to this podcast with chest is someone that I know that I'll get along with because it's not... I, I can't imagine that it's very easy to to 
listen to these things. And I disagree. If you're a, if you're a white person that ain't like that, you should be able to listen to it. But then what? Do, but, no, but this is what I mean. But what do we mean by ain't like that? Because the, mm. by the true nature of whiteness. I've probably said things, not even the the main things that I talk about as a subject, but sometimes I say, I make throwaway comments mm. that will then get you being really introspective about who you are and what you've been complicit in. So the very nature of whiteness is like, nobody can really claim that they're not like that because in some way or shape or form, you are part of that. That's a strong point. Do you That's get me? Point, so yeah. it can't be easy to listen to this and basically, feel, like imagine listening to something and being like, oh, my mum's like that, my uncle's like that. But like, Yeah, that... You're, there's a sense of guilt. Yes. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think the right people kind of channel that guilt, guilt into change yes into yeah. doing, into wanting to do something you know you have to feel you have to feel something to want to do something and that's the so that's what it is for me like it, i don't think that it can be easy to constantly have to excavate all of those aspects of um, what you've been socialized into constantly when you're listening to something like this mm-hmm. but anyone that can do that i know that i'll get along with you because that means that you are doing the work yep. you might have gotten to freaking episode 100 and something and still be mad <laughs> you that's true so, <laughs> yeah, boy. so when people are like i listen to your podcast i'm like where are you where are you exactly mm. because if you've only listened to two then that's baby... probably all you're gonna listen to <laughs> <laughs> you need to back the fuck up yeah, off me uh-huh. but if you're all the way here then no they're, props. they're yeah props to you because it's even the black people that listen to this say it's a wild ride so boy. talk less of you that you feel like you're being sent for in every freaking episode <laughs> um so thank you for that eric thank you so much um that's letter says hey Kalechi I hope you and your family are well it's my first time writing in after procrastinating for what seems like forever I decided to pull some cards for myself from your spiritual seasonings for the soul deck before I went to bed on Saturday night the cards I pulled were number 17 you create tomorrow with what you do today and 18 if there was an award for procrastination would you win it (laughs) I screamed because the accuracy was so on point From putting off writing this email to how I've been afraid of really standing in my truth and reclaiming my power. I wanted to nominate two people for Share Your Magnificence. The first person is you. Two slaps on your chest for giving us a weekly dose of authenticity. Your podcast is outstanding and your cusses are legendary. I eagerly await each episode every Monday and can't help but sing along to the intro whilst shaking my hips. Even my six-year-old son will come and join if he hears the intro blasting through the house. It is a vibe. Having Sadiq on the show is an amazing bonus the way he confidently guesses <laughs> the way he confidently guesses the incorrect artist always always makes me laugh uncontrollably although he did get it right last week the first per- uh, the second person i would like to nominate is my sister vivian my sister has finally finished studying to be a qualified chartered accountant. She sat her final exam last week and I have no doubt that she will have uh, passed with flying colours like she has with her others. My sister has an incredible work ethic, balancing both a full-time job with studying. She always puts 110% into everything she does and consistently works hard. She's 23 and younger than me, but I admire her so much and feel so proud of everything she's achieved. She's a fantastic auntie to my two children and my best friend. I also cannot thank her enough for introducing me to your podcast a year and a half ago. Wishing you a lovely week full of abundance. Love. Caroline. Oh. <laughs> Two slaps on your chest, Caroline, and big up Vivian. Big up yourself. You, you people who go and recommend the podcast to other people, <laughs> you are the absolute MVPs because people find this podcast in the most random ways. Mm. Even Eric messaging about um Aurelius. Um 
you found the podcast through um kimberly and um, for harriet but i wouldn't have been on for harriet if it were not for portia who went um who was doing an insta live and she mentioned the podcast to kimberly so you know everyone you know we all find each other in in wild wild ways it's meant and to be it's yeah. yeah and so no i i've really really appreciate that and big up your sister vivian for you know um becoming a chartered accountant but also big up yourself for being um a great big sister you know that matters too for being a great mother you know doing what you need to do and and showing your children joy so when you're listening to the podcast and shaking your hips you the fact that your your son can be there is amazing i love that i absolutely i absolutely love that yeah and you know there you go you were also shouted out yeah she didn't nominate me though but fine (laughs) I, I, I didn't want to say, I don't want to start fighting with the listeners, but, I, you know, no one has yet to nominate me for Shea or Magnificence. And I've, I've really been putting in the work. So I just feel like that is something everyone should think about when they're writing their letters for next week, please. Because that's crazy that I've been here for how many months now? Nobody has nominated me for Shea or Magnificence. But they've mentioned you. Yeah, but she mentioned me along with you. But... It wasn't enough for a nomination. Do you get what I mean? So, okay. So there you have it. Sadiq would like his own individual nomination for and Jay- reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and what valid is reasons. the reason? <laughs> what is the reason? <laughs> I want reasons, please. Thank no, you, guys. You deserve a share your magnificence. You're truly great. Thank you. You are truly great. Um. So yeah, I feel like that's that for share your magnificence. Have I missed it? Because I didn't have any um this week. Not that nobody was magnificent, but I just did genuinely didn't have anything to put forward. So all right, in that case, let's go to so you mad. Okay. So this week, so you mad? I think. <laughs> I remember seeing this tweet and then I sent it to you instantly. I must have sent it to you straight away. Yeah. I want to just go straight into it. So a Twitter user um, woke up one day and pulled from his heart this tweet. <laughs> um, it goes as follows. Woke people who constantly make fun of white people food because it's bland when those foods are primarily a response to extreme poverty are actually just classists is it all right if i read that out again yes please do yeah because i want you guys to really get the full effect he said woke people who constantly make fun of white people food because it's bland when those foods are primarily a response to extreme poverty are actually just classists so first of all you're a dickhead like you you are a dickhead because again it's the way that people have bastardized this use of woke like every like you're and i also felt like that was he was sending for me i felt like i was being sent for because i i felt that way i felt like it's when it's good that you mentioned the word woke i felt like he racialized the word woke. yes and he we know black people we know who he's talking about because who else makes fun of lack of seasoning right black people right so are you saying that we are we are classists because black people cannot be poor too. Like, but the same poor black people are the ones that have the f- seasoning. And are, it's, I swear to you, it's so confusing that tweet. But it just goes to show when people try to be extra, and like, we use his own word against him, when people try to be extra woke. Yes, yes. You yeah. end up looking extra stupid. <laughs> yes, yes. Because to me, that's ridiculous. At my brokest, I was still able to season my food. Ha-ba. Don't ever fucking try it. Ha-ba. I will go to, I, and I always tell the story on the podcast of when I was at uni, broke as a joke. Really? And I would go to, I think it was Aldi or Lidl, and I would count like my two two peas together. <laughs> 
I am. It was especially in first year uni. I'll count my two two peas together because there was a juice that you could buy for thirty something p. Oh and so I'll buy the juice for thirty something p. And I'll buy like a packet of um, Maryland cookies. I know that people disrespect Maryland cookies. I know, but you now, love the Maryland cookies. I I love them. The yeah. white chocolate ones. Uh-huh. Oh, I would drag it out. I would I would make that shit last. And then even after I've done that, I would always have a little bit of money to make sure that I got two two seasonings. So wait, 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 to, to season the cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. No, to season my indomie. Oh, okay. And so even indomie. Because you only spoke about the Maryland cookies. Yeah, indomie, I was, so I was <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> like, so I could season my indomie um, noodles. And even indomie, they give you the seasoning with the pack. Yeah. But you know that like, when you're Nigerian, you like you to do a lot. Yeah, 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 you sure, like to do a sure, lot sure, with sure. Um, the indomie noodles. And, you know, even the simplest things, like I would have only money for like a, a can of corned beef or sardines but my meals would always slap yeah and that was a meal that that was a meal that i cooked with under two pounds <laughs> under two pounds so i don't know why people can't feed their children fuck off and let me tell you something the tweet like really 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 like surprised me because i thought to myself the cheapest part of um cooking or whatever you want to call it it's actually the seasoning it's literally the seasoning seasoning bottles are about a pound you've even gone too far because you can find seasoning in certain um, supermarkets for like 35p 45p and you and make it work for you it's only the fancy ones when them green jars with the green lid that are more expensive but if you get like the supermarket brand ones you can afford this seasoning wow anyways just so uh, i just want to add to it as well Said Twitter user has now deleted the tweet. Well, you have to delete the tweet because you would have you would have got ratio to blood. Oh, oh, oh. oh, he got he got ratioed beyond my mind. He got about four thousand quote retweets. So you would have gotten bodied because you tried it. And especially where I'm going with the most obvious part of that tweet to me is like, oh, work people who are talking about food is a response to rare rare rareness, a response to rare tear tear. The most bland food that I've tasted is expensive food. <laughs> Like, you know them high-class expensive food? Perfect, yes. That's the most... With a leaf on the plate. Oh, and they'll put one stupid piece of basil for no fucking reason. You haven't seasoned the entire meal, but now you want me to chew on the basil to level (laughs) everything out. Man, fuck you. So, like, that's the the bland shit. That's the bland shit. Like, all of this caviar business, all of them things there, they don't excite me. I want no parts. I want no parts in any of that. So the the point that you're trying to make is redundant. Like you, you've got nowhere to go with it because it's actually the poor people who have been creative with their food Ooh. that have m- been able to come up with innovative ways to to eat. Like more time, you, it's like you're talking like black people aren't poor because we know that, like we said, you racialize the term woke, right. right? But you're talking like black people aren't poor. You're not, you're talking as if like the seasoning actually didn't play a role in us being able to season offal and things like that because we weren't able to get the prime cuts of me and, and all of these things. So we had to use whatever we could find and we use all of that motherfucker. So even if we're able to get um meat, fish, whatever, we'll use the bones for stock. We'll mm-hmm. use this, we'll use that. It's about being creative with everything that you've got. We, got sense so when i make fun of bland food i'm making fun of the fact that you're not very creative because no one's asking you to have like an encyclopedic knowledge of every spice and herb going we're just saying fam oxygen is not a seasoning yes 
and salt is not enough as well. You know, a cracker salt, cracker <laughs> pepper. Okay. I mean, some things you don't want to overdo it. Like I really, Fine. I don't like when people over season fish. Or I was just going to say fish is not meant to be over seasoned. You have to really. Right. Yeah. Balance it out. And, yeah. and you know, the, ve- um, the vegans and the vegetarians make a very, very valid point. Like if you need to season your, your protein, your animal derived protein to within, well, I want to say within an inch of its life, but it's already dead. <laughs> it's already dead. But you cease over season it because you don't want to taste the meat or the fish then maybe you shouldn't be eating the meat or the fish fine fair you know? point. so those are fair points they're like you don't need to over season things when i talk about seasoning it's just a balance there's just a balance of flavors that lots and lots of foods are lacking and usually when these foods are lacking that seasoning the people who are eating it and then coming out to make statements are also lacking sense. Mm-hmm. And they're so of I, a certain demographic, these people. They are of a certain demographic, usually ashy, usually unseasoned. I don't make the rules, mm. yeah, but I observe the rules, Ooh. you know? So when people are trying to reach in this way that this one was trying to reach, it's just like, baby boy, shut the fuck up and sit down because we see where you're trying to go. Oh, it's classist. But again, you are in a, in a like you're, unable to see the intersection of race and class. You're clearly unable to see it. So shut up. I love that. So shut up. It's really that simple. (laughs) Just nonsense comments. Like, what are you saying? I read it and I had to read it again. I was thinking, what? But people will reach. And you see people reaching a lot online. I don't even think we can go into that comment of the Dean Browning... uh, uh, Pennsylvania governor whatever he is oh the guy that tweeted from his burner yeah tweeted from his burner and then uh, Patty LaBelle's nephew is the one that said tried to come and claim that oh it was me it was me that's Patty LaBelle's nephew yeah oh, the black guy because there was a video and the black guy came and he was like I'm Dan Purdy and I'm the one that made those statements it was me so why did it come from his account Right. And he said, I, t- I sent him that message and I don't know how he ended up posting it. So all of you show us the screenshot and the timestamp of, of when what, that happened. Of when that happened. Because I think what the guy was trying to, he was trying to defend what he did by saying that he was meant to put it in quotes. Yes. Still don't buy it. Don't buy it. Of course Still don't not. Buy it. Of course and not. And I, I, I like that little slip up because it actually opened up everyone's minds to what these politicians and what these celebs or whatever public eye people can be doing. They will tweet and they will now respond to themselves through their five burner accounts. Yes. And many people do that. Celebs as well. Yes. And I've said that for ages that when I see certain people coming at me to discredit me online, especially when I go at government um, officials and, you know, I say things about Boris and all of them complexes, um, when I get certain responses, I'm like, nice, you lot tweeting from your burners. Like, oh, yes. You, you, you definitely hire people to tweet because the first thing they'll come is, oh, how can you be talking about race when you're with a white man? Shut up. Because the black people are so, they're done with that conversation. Yes. And you're still trying to and drag it still out. trying to drag it up. Yes. And let me tell you, a lot of these people that are making these burner accounts are your followers. Yes. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, they're your followers. They're people that know you. And they, you, you find that people will say certain things and it's like, hmm, you must have been following me for a while. Of course, they. I always say you that. You must like, have been following me for me, a while. You know me. and But what we need to take from this conversation is that you could not tweet me from your actual government account. Like your, with your government name, you knew that you could not tweet me. No so way. that tells me that there are things in your life that you know I will drag, oh, I will yeah. rip your asshole apart if you ever mm-hmm. tried it. So you would, you, I will show you the entire core of your being. I will show you your soul. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. So you'll actually, you'll prefer to use a burner. It's a cop out. I mean, I'll anyone be Anyone that I... needs to tweet me, anyone that needs to tweet anyone and talk wreck through a burner, you're not about it. Yes, I agree. I will be honest. I do, I think for certain people like Beyonce, like I see, if she, if Beyonce turned around and said to me, oh, 
I've got a burner account. I don't understand why she had to burn her account. No, Especially honest, if she's not like attacking people, which I'm sure she probably wouldn't be doing. <laughs> but imagine if that was the last bit of 2020. Then we find out Beyonce was a troll. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> that would be the worst. Oh my God. I would love that. I would love her every more. Like literally, I would love her a hundred times more. Oh my God. To find God. out my Beyonce is a troll. That would break me. That would Just break. like me. Just no. like me. Just like me. No. <laughs> No, that would be amazing. But no, if she said she had a burner account, I totally understand. You know, you might want to observe some people. You might want to just... She definitely has a burner. Oh, she does. She definitely has a burner. Like in she this does. age of social media, even when I see certain posts like her Snapchat and, you know, like when she makes music videos or yeah, little yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and you see little clips of... And you're like, ah! So you've got Snapchat. So you've got Snapchat. Her, her friendship circle is goals. Mm-hmm. To, have that kind, to have that kind of circle where you know that you guys know my real real and you don't go and post it anywhere and you don't go and slip up anywhere, that's amazing. Honestly. I can't say that I've got that confidently. Like, oh, I could have a fake account and only a few people know about it and it wouldn't get me. Yeah, yeah. I hope you do one day. because. But I think the difference with Beyonce, though, is that if you look at the people around her, they've been around her for years. And I know sometimes that doesn't really help. You could you could grow up with someone that could still betray you. But I think she's had a lot of time, a lot of uh, instances to really kind of judge their character. Yeah. And, you know, she don't have... And Beyonce's... get people away, the ones that... Yeah. Exactly. The because she's had want... drama over the she's years. She's had, had yeah. some drama, but they've never really come from the people inside. Like, even when I think about the elevator thing, they sued the hell out of that hotel or whatever it did was. Did they? Yeah, they sued. And they fired the guy even that that did it. That even I think that yeah they fired him. Wow, he's not, he's not working now. That that guy is. It, it was a big, 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 big thing, you know. So that did that wasn't leaked by them, and yeah, by anyone yeah. in their camp. That was leaked by the the owners of the building or whatever the people that were working there. So nothing really ever gets leaked. From yeah. I would say her dad's a bit of a liability now. <laughs> yeah, that man is Matthew is a problem. Yeah, but he's a man, so. Oh well, and, there and you J- have it. Jay Z has also been there, a liability there, there as well. We so go. yeah, nothing's ever perfect. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I would totally understand and would expect for her to have a burner account where she could just be herself and do what she wants to do. I think most mainstream celebs have like another burner account. But yeah, I think the difference is um, when you're now using those burner accounts to attack people, Mm -hmm. that's when it's mad. That's when it's absolutely mad. I think that if we were to find out that she has a burner, it would be because um, Miss Tina accidentally slips up about it. Yeah. Like, or she likes something or she acts She does her, something, yeah. It will, it will definitely be Miss Tina. Yeah. That will, that will, that will give it away. Ooh. But yeah, um, use the burner for good, not for bad. So the other So, so You Mad is um, the UK Parliament uh, Human Rights Committee. They've published a report about, and they've titled it Black People, Racism and Human Rights. So you, first of all, you, I wanted, I should have put this in Suck Your Mum because I want to tell you to go and suck your mum first for that stupid title because mm-hmm. I commented and said it should have actually been called White People, Racism and the Illusion of Human Rights. I don't know why it wasn't called that. <laughs> like seriously, that's a perfect title. Because you keep making it out as if it's the blackness that is the focus. No, whiteness is is still the focus. Yeah, of and all how of they this. are suffering from from. White. Oh, okay. So what gets me about this issue is that they published this report at twelve forty eight a.m. on November the eleventh. Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if it was a story about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, oh, it would be nine a.m. Literally, as soon yeah. as you wake up, it would be on your. You will even get an alert. Yes. Midnight, they posted that. So on November the 11th, where you do Remembrance Day and whatever, whatever um, you've posted it at 12.48. Almost 1am is when you've posted this report. Oh, this wait, wait, important... let me just clear something up. It wasn't a newspaper that did this. You're no. saying it's government. Okay, because yeah, I government. said this with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So, yeah, but even was... so, yeah. 
Uh. Even so, and they, but it's that exact thing. Like when it's the things that you want us to focus on, you'll post that in the morning. So I feel like they wanted to bury this. Oh, yeah. So they post that at 1 a.m. So then they can now on do poppy, 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 war, 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 yep. and cover the rest of it. Yep. So you have to be, in order to see that article, you have to be dedicated to scroll down. Right. Glad it only takes one person. So, so, um, yeah, it, it just blows it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind that you would have, um, the UK parliament, um, human rights committee could post, uh, we have published our report, black people, racism and human rights. And they were like, Oh, you can read the report here. So, um, they posted it at this mad time, hoping that nobody reads it and they can just be like, well, we did post it. You just didn't see it. Um, and they, you see their contents and whatever they said that they're going to be doing. They said, um, um, perceptions of human rights in the black community, failures to secure black people's human rights, enforcement of black people's human rights, conclusions and recommendations. I think the one that stood out to me, there was a, a part of it in it and they go something to the effect of, um, we recognise that black women have a higher rate. Oh, we're getting to there. Oh, you, you were going to mention that? We're okay, going okay. there. Make sure you mention that one. Please. We're going there. So <laughs> the summary thing. reads as the following. In response to the awful killing of George Floyd in the US, Black Lives Matter protests in the UK have highlighted once again the racism and inequality that exists here. Racial inequalities in the protection of human rights raised by the Black Lives Matter movement led this committee to commission polling, which found that over three quarters of black people in the UK do not believe their human rights are equally protected compared to white people. Whilst the issues of racial inequality have been the subject of repeated reviews, the lack of progress in implementing the findings of those reviews have become a source of intense frustration and concern. Where actions have been taken, they have often been superficial and uh, not had lasting effect. Kind of like you posting the fucking report at 12.48am, but okay, fine. Um, our aim for this inquiry em em emphatically was not to embark on a new round of fact finding in areas where the facts are already well established and considered recommendations have been made. Instead, we call for action to implement these recommendations and look to how best to overcome the seeming um, inability for government to act. To that end, we call on the government to set out a comprehensive gross government race equality strategy. This must have its um, heart... This must have at its heart improved data collection on racial inequality. Our report focuses on four issues where inequality in the protection of human rights is of particular concern. Health, criminal justice, nationality and immigration, democracy. Over 60% of black people in the UK do not believe their health is as equally protected by the NHS compared to white people. The death rate for black women in childbirth is five times higher than for white women. The NHS acknowledge and regret this disparity of COVID, um, but have no targets to end it. Mm. This must be rectified. The impact on the black community of COVID-19 has been disproportionately severe. Any lessons learned review... Um, or um, public inquiry into the government's response to COVID-19 must prioritise consideration of this unequal impact. 
Um, 85% of black people are not confident that they would be treated the same as a white person by the police. The police should uh, carry out their own polling on this issue and set a target for reducing this startling lack of trust. The Lamy Review was commissioned in 2016 to address the issue of overrepresentation of black people in the criminal justice system. Four years on, the recommendations of this review must be taken forward as a matter of priority. Likewise, recommendations from the... Um, Angiolini a review of deaths in custody uh, which reference institutional racism race or discrimination must be acted upon as a matter of urgency right <sighs> so they've st stated all the things in the summary that needs to be done but what gets me is that the NHS are like yeah we acknowledge that there's some massive disparity there is no target to solve this right but why will there be a target? Because I said on this show before, like when I messaged and um, when I emailed, pardon me, and raised the complaint about um, when I had the miscarriage and the horrendous treatment that I received when I was um, at um, the hospital and the head of women's health emailed back and said, oh, I'm disappointed that you think that it's got something to do with your race. And this is what gets me about white women and disappointment. I don't give a fuck if you're disappointed. That's for you and your demons to deal with. Right. Let us talk about the facts at hand because every section you've addressed, each of my, um, each point of my complaint, you've addressed it and you've said, yeah, you're right, sorry about that. Yeah, you're right, sorry about that. Yeah, you're right, sorry about that. Only for you to get to the end of your letter and go, oh! It's not about race. It's not about race. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that you think that it is because... I made it up. So, okay, it's not about race. What metrics do you have in, in place to prove to me that it's not about race? None. 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 So how can you solve it? What, did you walk up to each of the individuals that dealt with me in those 24 hours and say to them, did you behave that way because she's a nignog? Are you racist? Are you racist? Just, Are you a racist? Just, just be honest, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, me, I, I, I understand that these things happen and we have unconscious bias. Like, I, I I saw a black person the other day and I crossed the street. So I do understand where you're coming from. So you can tell me, you can tell me. We're in safe environment here, you can tell me. It's a safe space. Um, So... You would not have done that, but you can tell me confidently that it's not about race. And I've always hated that part about, you know, speaking up about racism and then people responding that way. Because it's like, what gives you the right to tell me that that this was not racist? Yes. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And the last part of this says here, the Windrush scandal revealed that hundreds of Commonwealth citizens, many of whom were black people from the Windrush generation um, or their children, have been wrongly detained, um, deported and denied legal rights. We expect the government to fulfil its promise to implement the recommendations from the Windrush Lessons Learned Review in full as a matter of urgency. In particular, the Home Office needs to embed the culture change needed to ensure that people are treated with humanity. We are hugely disappointed by the delays in making payments under the Windrush compensation scheme. Those affected must receive the compensation that they are entitled to without further delay. I just hate like when people, the rhetoric that you see in newspapers when they're like, oh, this is like Windrush on steroids. This is like Windrush. This is like Windrush. What the fuck do you mean this is like Windrush? Windrush is like Windrush. Yes. None of, nothing else that you man are dealing with is like Windrush. And, and then that pre, uh, that demon Preeti Patel has now come out with, oh, finally, I've been able to get my um, immigration, whatever, whatever. So through. she stopped free movement. Yeah, so free movement has been stopped. But I hope that the free movement from your lips and a straw to your mother's pussy, <laughs> that continues, you absolute <laughs> jankro dickhead. Oh, brilliant. Prick. 
pretty. I hate pretty. I actually hate her. As a, like, she's the only person that I never met before, but I hate. Oh. To think that she is. When she... Skepta posted the picture, <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Black men, when will you? Oh, when will God. you stop?" And the fact that he posted that picture, and I knew why he posted it. But he put like... no comment, so it's oh. debatable. No, you know, we know why he posted it. <laughs> If you have eyes, you you would clock onto that. But nothing, again, if you have eyes, nothing should stop you from liking that woman. It's like, oh, yeah, I know that she is um, contravening our human rights, but look at that back off. Look at them hips. I know she wants us to, I I know she all wants us to fuck off back to our country, but she's thick though. Oh, God. Oh, weakest link. Mm -hmm. But I, I appreciate the finesse in just not posting a comment. And just posting the picture because yeah. then people can sit there and you know that there are people who will come and cape and be like, no, but if they didn't write anything, how can you be the one to say that this is what they meant? But fam, we, we know. He, he knew what he was doing and Skepta's been burnt by social media before. So yeah. he's learnt now. So he doesn't, he doesn't even interact. He's yeah. like, fam, I said I'll what do I said. Because I, 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 I always think to myself, this was the guy that blocked his ears when they wanted to discuss racism. Yeah. Remember that yeah. interview? He's like, no, 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 no. We're talking about politics. Politics. Oh yeah, politics. Oh, sorry. Let's be honest. Oh, I, oh, I have no words. I have no words. Anyway, that's that for So You Mad. Just wanted to point that out that this country is very mad and um, has no desire to stop being mad anytime soon. So let's get to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. So for Straw of the Week, there's only one letter this week because I actually... I didn't, ha- I, I just, I had no one to really hand a straw out to. So I was just like, let me look through the emails and see anything recent that I can um, talk about. That's a good thing, right? Is it? Yeah. I mean, what does it mean for the world when even I don't Can't have the desire, sh- <laughs> I don't have the desire to hand out a straw anymore. I'm just like, you know what? It's all going to hell. It's fine. Um. So this letter says, hi, Kelechi. I hope you and your um, all your loved ones are well. I have a nomination for Straw of the Week, but also wanted to thank you for the work you, the podcast, has helped me get through many a journey to work, uh, to a job I less than enjoy. But there is also lots of learning to be gained from you sharing your own knowledge and interests. And for that, I also express thanks. My nomination concerns the actions of a fabric shop in relation to a black woman. Apologies, this might turn into a long one. This story actually starts some four years ago and takes place in the sewing slash dressmaking community on Instagram and in blogs. Within the community, uh, a sewing swap was organised where people would be put into mystery pairs and swap a sweatshirt they had sewn with the idea to open on Christmas Day. So far, so lovely, right? Except one person didn't think the sweatshirt she had received was good enough quality and told lots of people on Instagram about it, whipping her following into castrating the sewer about the quality and being fairly nasty in messages about it like a bit of a a shoddily sewn fabric is the worst thing in the world the sewer felt so persecuted by this person despite profusely apologizing and offering to make another jumper that she felt the need to disclose to the community the deeply personal and traumatic reasons why she had rushed the sewing and it had um, not been her best work The poor quality accuser couldn't in the end take the heat that her accusations caused um, uh, caused complaints of bullying and deleted her profile. Um, Oh, the poor quality accuser couldn't in the end take the heat that her accusations caused complaint uh, of bullying and deleted her profile. Okay, the accuser was an older white woman. The sewer of the shirt is a much younger black woman. 
At the time, the sewer was told by others in the community that the older white woman accuser had acted similarly um, to another non-white person. Roll forward four years and the sewing community, much like the knitting community, other online communities in the wider world, has had many reckonings about race, with lots of white sewists uh, promising to do the work, posting black squares, etc., etc., including the fabric shop I wish to nominate. The shop prides itself on being ethical in sourcing its fabric in the UK and Lithuania so they know where it comes from. The fabric shop is very white, very middle England, middle class Instagram feed posted a picture of the accuser from the incident four years ago who now has a new profile, noting that she was wearing fabric from the shop uh, and with a caption about being transparent um, by saying the accuser bought, bought her own fabric and anything she posts is done off her own back and in her own words because the brand wants you to believe in their ethics and um, they would never gift fabric bought on partly by um, earlier conversations in a community around ads gifted slash influencer transparency. The sewer, the young black woman, got in touch with the shop over a private message and explained that the featured person had caused them much trauma in that incident and that she thought the incident was at least partially racially motivated. And given how the shop had spoke up in favour of Black Lives Matter, they may not want to feature that person on their feed to be met with silence. The sewer then spoke about the silence on her own Instagram using the info slide about the white woman, about the amount of white women voting for Trump and how someone can be nice, but can still vote to endanger other people's lives to reinforce the point that someone can be nice, but also racist and a bully, which led to over 70 people really fucking politely asking the shop owner, given their interest in ethics, not to be silent and to address the issue. Some, including myself, suggesting that they not feature on their grid someone who was problematic in the past because that would uh, could be seen as endorsing them. There was more silence until today when the fabric shop owner posted a response. The response disclosed that the accuser woman is in fact an employee of the shop, a mini straw for that, um, for harping on about ethics and transparency around the fact that this woman doesn't represent the brand because she isn't given fabric for free when actually she's an employee. The fabric shop owner then disclosed that the she recently bought a claim of sexual discrimination and her personal experience of that means that she's going to need evidence before acting against her employee except no one cares about your personal hardship and no one asked you to do anything to your employee because no one knew it was your employee at most people were asking that the post be taken down because of the damage done by featuring a problematic person she then went on at length to say that she would be doing nothing to the accused um to accuse the sewer of making threats because the um, sewer said she did have an archive blog post and some screenshots to suggest that the sewer was not reasonable when she did not respond to the accuser slash bully's um, son when he messaged her and to suggest the conversation would only be meaningful should the sewer present her trauma to the fabric shop as evidence. She then turned comments off on the original post and the subsequent post with her response and adding lastly that she would be lawyering up and seems to have threatened the sewer with legal action. If you got through that, I applaud you. But basically a big fat straw to that fabric shop and um, all the white women um, liking her response post. Thanks in advance, a baby girl in training. Girl, fabric shops be wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known? But at the same time, am I surprised? 
I didn't even know that needle and thread could cause such drama, but boy, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, but I'm not shocked. You know, I'm not surprised like in terms of what racism exists everywhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Shock. Right. Like, it's funny to me how white women can be so violent so racist and they can literally go and do a rebrand and come back and then none of you man are chatting it's the same thing with um the mummy blogger situation well. like you've gone and created a whole ass new page where you're doing interiors and you're showing us your your home and you've left that other page and you're racking up a following on this new page where you're showing tiles and and all of them things and I, and people have sent it to me and i don't know why you keep sending it to me like i wouldn't have seen it already and i look at that and i'm just like I look at the comments and I see the number of white women who are like, oh, I'm so glad you're back. Oh, I'm so glad. We all make mistakes. I'm so glad you're back. And it's because that the violence that was inflicted does not fucking, it does not affect you. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't care. They even go under the comments and say, we forgive you. We forgive you. Oh, that's the one that pisses me off the most. Oh, White people forgiving white people for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny when you think about it, but it's crazy. You're forgiving a transgression that was not directed at you. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not surprised. And it's interesting to me how the, like, how vile, like, how vile some white people can be where you're being presented with something, a way that you have fucked up in supporting somebody who's fucked up in a, at a larger um, extent or to a larger extent. And instead of going, you know what, my bad, let me just, because all you were being asked to do is take down the post. That's literally all you were asked. Nobody told you to fire her. But then the reason that you started thinking of firing and all of them things is because that's what you, man, like to do to everybody else. The moment that they don't please you, you're looking for who their boss is, trying to get them fired. It was like that pole dance studio in Manchester asking who my boss was when I put the twerking videos up side by side mm. when they said, oh, they don't enjoy my style of twerking. You were They messaged um, one of the other girls that taught um, at the studio that I was teaching at. They messaged this white girl and they were like, who's her boss? So if you now know my boss, what were you What's planning to do? And she was like, oh, she doesn't have a boss because we all just work here, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, we're just all self-employed, basically, that work here. But you are looking to what? Get me fired. Mm. And that's why Fonda will continue to strike you in your heart because mm. you, you're mad. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I find in this situation that all you understood from that is like, oh, they want her fired. They just, nobody even knew that she was your employee. They just wanted you to take the post down. They it's just thought simple. They just thought it was an influencer thing. They were just like, just take the post down. And and then again, you're talking about transparency, about, oh, she, oh it's, this is what gets me. When people try to do ethic, eth- ethical, 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 and they're being extra with it. Just for transparency, we want you to know that she bought her own fabric and da 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 da, da <laughs> And you're listing the whole thing like fucking dickheads. But she would have got an employee discount from for buying the fabric. Yes, of course. So you weren't being, you were, you were lying by omission. Being technical with it. Being technical with mm. it absolute freaks and ghouls is what you are like definitely the the accuser um or the of the that didn't like the jumper the white woman you deserve a straw the woman who runs the fabric shop you deserve a straw i want you to knit the straw and to insert it into each other and just suck each other dry (laughs) as a circle i can't even call it a circle of life it's a circle of strife yeah, that's what you need to be doing. The knitting circle of strife. That's what you need to be doing to suck each other dry because it's absolutely disgusting. And the fact that people then jump up and be like, oh, be careful of accusing me about racism because I'm going to lawyer up and I that could be seen as defamation of character. And that's what gets me. 
because the um the the defense for defamation is truth right mm -hmm. so but then how do i prove the racism mm -hmm. when it's so deeply entrenched even within the system that we're using to to judge all of this the legal process is racist in and of itself mm -hmm. so how am i going to prove your racism that lawyer outcome is so it's so racialized honestly. and it's so and it's so vile it's so like because you know where you're trying to come from with it and Oh, but I've been dealing with sexual um, assault and I've been going through that. So I'm going to need evidence. And so that's what makes it especially vile to me that you understand that even when as a woman, when you're going through these, um, the system and you're talking about sexual assault, how demeaning it is when the people are asking you for evidence. evidence. After g getting that confidence to even talk about it. Right. And then you're now telling somebody else to bring forward evidence. This is why white feminism can go and suck its suck itself dry. Like white feminism is some bullshit and it's a fucking lie and it's violent as fuck. Because when you talk about oh equality, equality, equality for who? Equality for who? Because the moment someone says to you, Oh, hey, I'm a black person, look at what you one of your one of your girls have been doing to me. It's like, oh no, don't mention that. We don't talk about those things. You're being divisive, you're being horrible. Mm -hmm. Nah. White woman, white womaning. Yeah, like, am I shocked? No, not really. So I think that that was a well-deserved straw. Thank you so much for explaining mm -hmm. the things. And yeah, it seems like any community that you're in, the 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 whiteness is is rife, and thus the violence is just you know at an all-time high. But I want no parts, no parts in any of that. So yeah, that's that for this week's episode of SYM. Thanks to Stitch Fix for supporting this episode. Um, you can um, follow me on at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. Or Sadiq at SadiqoJN. That's both for Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and I've been Kolechi and um, this baby boy over here has been... Sadiq again? <laughs> <laughs> I said my name for you know? <laughs> And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. And that's it. So um, I hope you will take care of yourselves. Um, if you're going to knit anything, um, definitely, definitely knit something that can keep the, the the very cold hearts of so many people out here. Help it keep it warm. Mm. Maybe circulation will go and bring them back to life. Bring me back to life. <laughs> anyway, peace. See ya. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman. This baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Help sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it here Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind Say you mind